1: live live.
2: Shalom, front on the record, this is Minister Shadri Ben-Israel,
3: tribe of Judah, and welcome to Thursday Night Fellowship Line. The time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock p.m. Central, and um, uh, is Minister Priest online?
2: Come on, brother. Shalom, brother, I'll yield to you. The floor is yours. I
4: I can't see who's on the call. Uh, Let me see what's going on
2: here. Okay, there we go.
5: So uh, I'm going to go into this very quickly. Uniform Commercial Code, UCC. UCC governs contract law. I spoke about this on Monday, but I want to put it here on the record. UCC governs contract law, meaning if you contract, if you have a private contract uh, with anyone or with any business corporation, UCC can be utilized. It does not apply to trying to enforce upon a government official or anything like that. Now, this is very important to know. Now I was explaining on Monday
2: and the okay. season,
5: I was explaining that there are a bunch of people out here who are calling themselves sovereigns and um Moors and all of this foolishness, and they're destroying the people's minds and they're destroying the people's lives for their improper comprehension of law. Nobody in this nation has ever been sanctioned to
4: go help somebody in law matters. Nobody. If somebody does that and they're doing it on their own accord
5: and if I can verify that, that's grounds for them being put out the nation and I'm going to tell you why. Because this is not a game. This is not to be doing stuff for people, trying to get rich off of people and you don't know what the hell you're doing. That kind of stuff really ticks me off personally but I'm trying to, I'm going to set my personal emotions aside about it and just make this very plain. we are not going to get anybody saved out of some prison or from going to prison with UCC, anything period that is fraud, that is falsehood and is destroying the minds and the lives of our people leave that foolishness and that garbage alone leave it alone and if you, i'm saying this as as being a nation member if you were found out doing stuff like that d- just remove yourself from the nation cuz you don't get it you don't get it this is not a game to be playing with people's lives with that stuff it's not to be doing scientific experiments on people with that stuff It's not a get-rich-quick scheme with that stuff. It's none of that. And I have a real strong dislike and hatred for people that do that crap. Uh, I have personally seen too many lives destroyed just uh, just in Detroit. I've seen too many lives destroyed. All those so-called sovereign tricks, our lies. I don't know how any of them say it, they're going to hurt you, they're going to hurt people, so don't get involved in that madness. Colin Kaepernick, uh, uh, this is relative to the standard subject we're going to talk about, about where you are in your progress. But I'm leading it with this today because this makes my skin crawl like i this is this is something that i really have a hatred for i know that people that are doing this don't know what the hell they're doing they don't so what is their real motivation they're desperate they want money and they want to take advantage of people that don't know don't know the half of what the people are talking about if I start talking HTML language, then you won't. Many of us won't know what I'm talking about. If I start saying IMG equals quote six four six six that JPG quote end quote, people know what I'm talking about. Some the people that know how to build websites, you know, the common everyday average person won't know if I start talking like that to people, then what's going to happen is that's going to intrigue somebody's mind. Somebody needs to go on mute.
4: It's going to intrigue somebody's mind. And then if I
5: say to them, hey, I can write this code out for you and I can, uh, you know, make you free or get you a million dollars and I can send it to the Treasury Department. That stuff is a bunch of lies. The, the people don't the people that are out here claiming this stuff, they don't even they, they don't even think properly. They don't even have I, I hate to sound like, you know, like I'm some know it all. That's not what I mean. I've been in this thing since I was like what, twenty three years old. Really, I'm talking about actively. I'm 47 years old and I'm talking about, I've been around this since my early twenties before I even understood what they were talking about. Cause I'm from Detroit and all over Michigan. There's a bunch of people claiming to be sovereigns. I grew up in this and my teachers, they redirected our attention and and And, just barred us from dealing with that foolishness, and I watched over a twenty-year time frame, countless number of people going to prison, messing with that foolishness. So I, and then I've seen elderly people, like I, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but um, back in 2012, this is before I moved to Texas, right before I moved to Texas. A brother was bringing me um this uh a man who was married and he was just a retired school teacher and he was married and his wife was um in a wheelchair and <clears throat> he had been messing around with these sovereigns over his house case okay so he had consciously the sovereign the so called sovereigns told him to stop paying his mortgage and that the mortgage is fake and all that, you know, the usual Reddit, and that they could help discharge his house with this magic pro, um, bonded promissory note, BS. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. Some of you may not. But if you ever hear this garbage, leave it alone. So I'm saying they told him that, right? So then it didn't work. So as usual how it worked with with me is that certain people in Detroit just knew me for this kind of stuff. So they would hear about somebody that knew me and they'd be like, you know, can I meet him or whatever? And then somebody would bring them over to my house and we'll sit and, you know, go over things. And this was going on for years. And I had went through, one after the other, a, a new sovereign trick here and there. And every single time I kept shooting that foolishness down one after another, the Tony King seminars, shooting that foolishness down, the DTC, the, the get your 10, um, what is it, 10 social security cards in, you're going to go and open up your DTC account, and that's the secret to you getting all these millions. Uh, get the black card. I mean, just all, just one thing after another of lie after lie after lie, destroying people's minds, destroying people's minds and personalities and relationships and lives. I hate that stuff. I hate it. Since day one, when I started podcasting, um, opening up this nation, first thing I was speaking on is sovereign mythology, and I have not deterred. Somebody needs to go on mute. So I want you all to, to understand what I'm saying here, so that you understand this. When you're dealing with uniform commercial code laws, that has nothing to do with the United States. The United States didn't make them. Actually, to be very honest with you, it's codified. This is what it really is. It's codified scriptural law. Meaning, What I mean is it's translated into commerce. It's Hebrew commercial code. That's what uniform commercial code is. Which deals specifically with merchants, um and contracts, those types of things. Okay, it does not apply to government officials, police officers, judges, it has nothing to do with that. It does not save you from a US constitution. You can use it. To secure property, to secure security rights, even security rights that you are using for your true name, so you use it as a public notice, but it does not give you rights, period. Cedric, am I clear on this?
3: Brother, I was saying, I was like... You must have must have felt this, this conversation through a conversation I had had like last week. I think it was I had this with uh, the um, some students in the nucleus class, and one of the things that I realized from being in tribes is when I first got in tribes, um, and I started hearing about the UCC. My initial goal was to understand it, and so now I understand it. But before then, I was weighing it against everything else. So I guess like every, you know, young, you know, student or anybody else, first thing I'm doing is I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to hear what everybody has to say. And every time I was going to YouTube or Google or Facebook or whatever it is, I kept getting the same rhetoric that led to a dead end. so then I'm thinking to myself, well, something's got to be wrong. Why are all these people having the same jacked-up results? And then even up until this year, even as i finally done it, I was like, well, dang, I think the one thing that people haven't actually done is just
2: actually just read
3: the, read the application. It tells you exactly what you should do. It tells you what to put where and how to do it and what is used for it. And I said, well, that's that's the thing that people uh, are missing. They're going to YouTube to, you know, have people tell them what is used for it instead of actually figuring out, you know, what it is, okay, read it. <laughs> it tells you what it is, and it tells you what to do. Um, I've, you know, seen some of the – I've heard some of the craziest things regarding that stuff, and all I can think is, well, you know, I don't know how far you expect to get with what it is, you know, Another thing that I I think I get kind of you know confused uh, is the people who are trying to use it don't even know what they're using it for. I think that's why a lot of people get screwed up because they don't even know why they're using it and they don't know what they're what they're using it for. So they say, okay, well I'm gonna use it for any and everything, and it's just certain things, you know. Certain things in the law don't apply to everything. That's why there's a law for everything. It's designated for, you know, certain things. But nonetheless, brother, I understand what you're saying. Um, It took me some years to to, to really, with everything that you were saying from the time I came in up until now, it finally started to click. It took a while, but it, it clicked, and that's cool. And like I told, you know, the students in the nucleus class, if you don't understand it, don't do it. don't do anything until you are ready mentally to do it because you don't we don't want to be responsible for people doing something that they you know weren't even conscious about if they weren't even smart enough to even you know understand it you don't want to be responsible for that, and you don't want to get in trouble doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing anyway so I, you, brother,
5: praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I I must say this, and I must go over this because of what we're moving into commercially. Okay. And we have to get a solid grasp on this. When we started to implement this program a couple of months ago, we were talking about your debts versus your assets, knocking your debts down, dealing with the administrative process. We went into doing a UCC 11 search. And those types of things, so this is a this is an education that when you really understand it um, I really see it i this is really, really, really pertinent that we sanction people, male and female, to be able to discuss these things and educate these things to the public because this is this is destroying the people. If you get away from the nation, you take time away and you come back. Immediately it's recognizable when you see the those of us that have been keeping up, we see when somebody's mind is shifted. Brother Kendrick, what are your thoughts
2: on that? Shalom, Shalom, Nation. Well, um I uh, I've just logged on and I'm on the end of this conversation. But as far as what you've been showing us and teaching us uh, for the time that I've been here about the sovereign in- individuals <laughs> and the foolishness that they have perpetuated all stemming from the Montana militiamit, which is where all this madness started, and then people don't realize that all of them are in jail and dead and got busted. But yet and still, everybody is still propagating that BS. And they just still haven't learned, just like what Minister Sedgwick um, said, you say, read it. it. It tells you what to do and how to do it. But, no, our people
4: want to go on YouTube, view some
2: videos, and figure out, oh, I got it. I'm going to do it this way, and I'll solve my problems. And then, boom, they wind up in a big, a hole, bigger hole than where they started at. But, like you say, you've never sanctioned anyone, and I agree with you. Nobody in this nation needs to be out here teaching anything unless they've been sanctioned by this nation as competent enough to do that. I think I've been here quite a long time to say that. I don't even speak on the issue because I know I understand as much as I've learned these many years and I still don't speak it without first running it through the administrator and giving proper permission to speak to it on on a group level. That, in my opinion, is the correct procedure and the way to go. If you don't do that, well, you're a bigger fool than you ever think you are. Uh, I hear
5: you, sir. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ta-da. Um, yeah, and, and over the years, I'm saying, like, see, people approach this thing, um, they they want to turn it into racism. Then then once they heard this nation speaking out, you know, there were no Hebrew groups talking this, period. There's really, really very few people talking this stuff when we originally started. But there were definitely no Hebrew groups talking it. Okay, so Hebrews got wind. They couldn't get into the nation or they couldn't get in contact with us to get in. They either got rejected. They were not accepted because back then it was really like I was consistently saying no, 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 um, you can't get in this nation. Consistently, to to and it was a whole lot of people applying back then. Like the first three to four years, it was a, which is let's say 2011 to like 2014. There was a whole lot of people applying consistently, and over 70% of them were rejected. There's no lie, and I have every single application in email filed away, exact time it was sent and everything, and the reason why is because I kept recognizing, um, like, I'll give an example. One guy, he was a Hebrew... And um he's like, Yeah, I've been a Hebrew for twenty something years, and he wasn't with any of these particular camps, but he was like, Um, I'm also a Hebrew scholar, I'm a professor. I went to uh I want to say Cairo University, if I remember correctly, but whatever it was, he was this professor, he had all these Facebook followers, he had all his
2: influence.
5: okay? So I started talking to him about things, and he was like, yeah, I've chosen you. Like you've chosen me. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I decided. I decided that I belong with. Um, I belong here in this nation. I said, no, sir. That's not how this works. And he would not listen. I said, you. You have to be approved. We have to make sure that the criteria, the criteria that we are standing on, you meet it. Well, what's the criteria? You have to fit one of these 12 tribes is defined on the website. And You have to know something about what we teach. What do you know about what we teach? The guy didn't even know anything about what we teach. But he's this professor scholar. Then he go while I'm on the phone with him, he goes on the website and he looks and is like, oh, wait a minute. Um, but what about the tribe of Dan? I said the tribe of Dan was dissipated. Wait, his his argument was the tribe of Dan is not on here, and um, there are uh, uh, a whole lot of people that are Danites. I said the tribe of Dan was dissipated according to the scriptures, and I can show it to you. So there is no more tribe of Dan, right? So he's offended now, okay? So he's telling me how the Most High told him, that he's supposed to come into this nation, that he's supposed to bring all this knowledge and all this information that he has to us. And I'm like, you don't even agree with the chart and you don't even know what we, what we teach. Now, why, why would somebody in this kind of state of mind even apply to a nation that they don't know anything about? <laughs> like really? Okay. So over the years, I've had people literally tell me, um, one guy tells me, yeah, I'm the one, I'm supposed to unify all Hebrews everywhere, Um, I'm the one that's supposed to go to the fire, go through this fire, and um, I said, well, if you're supposed to do that, I don't understand why you would apply with us, why don't you just do it? You know, cause you're saying the Most High sends you to do it. You don't need us. And and every every time I hit these people with basic common sense reality, they get a shock therapy and they would get offended. And I I would be trying to be as nice as possible, and they wouldn't show me that they were offended. But then later on, now they're talking junk about us. <laughs> oh, they're, and they're lying. Why they couldn't get in? why they're not in. Oh, I decided I didn't even want to be a part of them. No, that's not what happened. What happened was you were not accepted. So then they became, some of them became angry and disenfranchised with us because they said, you know, to themselves, well, I can't talk to anybody. Well, that's kind of by design. It's good that you can't the people that you can talk to if you don't know who they are and how to reach them, that's not my fault. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Good. You can't you can't talk to anybody. That means we have a tight knit circuit here that makes it a little difficult for you to just walk in these doors. Okay, that's good. Now, so these people get angry, and then they call themselves. Wait, one of my closest friends, who is a, who is a Hebrew priest, with one of these camps now. Um, and he wasn't when I met him, he was a Christian when I met him, I'm not going to say his name, but he's a high-level Hebrew priest in one of these camps, street camps, and I wouldn't even let him in. And he started uh, learning the Hebrew from me, and I wouldn't let him in. And so all these people got angry, and then they called themselves going studying the law and trying to gather all this stuff up and trying to do what we've been doing. And getting themselves into trouble. And then when the stuff didn't work, they couldn't figure out how it would work. Now they're trying to send in spies spies. How how are we doing certain things that they can't do, that they don't understand, that they don't comprehend. So now they're sending in spies. And I'm catching them here and there, here and there. I caught probably ninety nine percent of them. Spies. Spies from Morris camps, spies from Hebrew camps. And the couple that did slip by me ended up washing out quick anyway. And I learned later that they were spies. And they, a couple of them, actually admitted it to me. <laughs> Long story, but they admitted to wait. Let me say this: they admitted it to me through email. A couple of them did. Anyway, UCC. UCC, Uniform Commercial Code, is for contracts. Okay? Constitutions are contracts. Constitutions are covenants. Covenants are contracts. When the scriptures are talking about covenants, it is, they're talking about contracts. Now, when it says we have a covenant with the most high, that's a contract. So this is a contract with
4: nature and the universe itself. Meaning it's like this. We have a contract with gravity. We have to respect it as a law.
5: You try to you try to break that contract and you can end up dead talking about, I believe I can fly, and you go on top of a building and try to jump off and fly. Well, the contract says you must respect gravity, and if you think you're over gravity and you don't scientifically harmonize with it, you're going to plummet and die. Simple as that. E.K., did that last statement, did that make sense what I just said?
1: Yes, sir, brother, it does.
5: Okay, great, great. Thank you, sir. It's So, when you have problems with government and government officials, and you have problems with imprisonment, the way to solve it is not dealing with trying to use uniform commercial code. That's number one. That is not the way to solve it. It's really a a case-by-case basis, but you're going to use law, constitution, state laws, state constitutions
4: to solve those issues. The real remedy is a body of people collectively operating in commerce, To control the politicians. People that control the politicians also control the
5: prisons. Now, let let's use your imagination here. You let's say you have an investment property. You have your main property that you live in, your primary residence,
4: and then you have an investment property. Your investment property is a dog kennel. You got managers over the dog kennel. Honestly, if the manager of the dog
5: kennel came to you and said they're going to um, handcuff you and make you live in the dog kennel, what would you do if you are the owner well, common language owner, if you're the said owner of the dog kennel, who and this guy is the manager. I mean, what would you do? Brother Eric, are you there? Hello. yes, sir. What would you do, brother? Did you just have to go with the flow? Go with the flow, you said. I I mean,
3: if you don't if, if you don't have that many options, you know, you just have to go with the flow. It it depends on where you
5: at in your mind. But... Well, let me let me readdress it so that it's clear. If you own a dog kennel, you hired the the uh, the managers. The managers come to you and say they're going to handcuff you and put you in the dog kennel, and you're going to live in the dog kennel. The first thing, if they threaten you, the first thing that the owners of the dog kennel should do is fire the manager. Yes, sir. Okay. So could you ever see an owner living in the dog kennel? (laughs) What owner is going to living in the dog kennel, do you see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No owner is gonna live in the dog kennel not unless he by gunpoint or force. That's it. Yeah. You know, that's it. Yes. No exactly. to the kennel, that's exactly. it. Thank you, brother. Right. Exactly. So, what am I leading to? These prisons are privately owned and they're owned privately for
4: a reason because the real we the people okay let
5: me make sure i say this properly so please listen carefully the real
4: we the people that is protected by the united states constitution is any Formulated body of people who privately
5: contract together and understand the hierarchy in the United States. The original We the People and their posterity or their offspring were not our our bloodline. Now there were some Moors involved. That is true. There's an argument about how many of us were actually involved, but I'm but but the majority number was those Caucasians of European descent. They outweighed any of our people on the actual founding documents of the United States. This is important.
4: However, any formal body of people that understand government law and commerce at any time can be we the people to to this constitution. You have to understand why. This is something that's really kind of difficult to stomach
5: because most of our minds, we think of America as just the most wicked place ever. Okay. Well, it's all of these wicked things combined together, but the law is not. The reason they, the real reason they started the United States of America, one of the real reasons was to try to stop the senseless bloodshed and enslavement and war
4: between these races. So flip your mind around. Stop. Don't, just for a
5: moment. Let me just explain. Because it's hard to see because we because we're on the opposite end getting our asses whipped. Excuse my language. We're getting murdered out here. So we it's, this is hard to see. Okay. The great American melting pot.
4: The land of the free. If you really look at these
5: things, see, we've been taught to hate these things by our people, by the the so-called conscious community. We've been taught not to be able to see through the hatred that they keep teaching us. This, forget all that stuff that you, you look at them and hate. I'm talking about the principles, the principles. Forget what they do wrong. Look at the principles. And, and what I'm going to tell you is this is a prison colony to those who do not wake the hell up from idolatry and come together as their own body of people. How in the world do Arabs come over here and rule in their own communities? And their communities are either well-off, rich, or wealthy. How is this happening? How do Chinese people who just in the year 2000 Listen, 1997-98, Bill Clinton made a deal with China to bring them up from a third world status. (laughs) I hope you all are hearing me. These people were considered a third world. China, who is ruling right now in the commercial world of the earth, who has overtaken the United States that just happened with bill clinton in 1997 98 we're not even talking we're talking 20 years about 20 years in 20 years these people came from a third world status to global rulership and believe me is not worshiping idol gods they understand government law and commerce okay so when you weigh that against us here, all these people come to this one location that is a quote-unquote melting pot and no, the United States is not the first melting pot on the earth. And it was des- is specifically designed for those who get it to rise up out of your condition. The scriptures just happen to say, now, this is going to be destroyed, but this special 144,000 people are here, and they're going to rise up, and they're going to lead multitudes. That is not a coincidence. This ain't spookism. This is real. Okay, now, all this uniform commercial code this and that, they have created that into a religion and they got people religiously worshiping it. And if you try to tell them that this stuff is not real, they get angry, they get volatile and they will backstab you. They, they will talk bad about you. Anybody has anybody experienced this other than me,
4: which is sovereign madness, how these people are. I see it all. Yeah.
3: So, and I used to say yeah. a, a lot when um, I used to uh, be the type of person who went, you know, went hard about, you know, the Bible and, you know, proving that, you know, our people were, you know, the people of the Bible. But once I understood in my mind what was going on, it was just certain things that I just realized, you, you just need to be quiet about because certain, because I feel like everybody isn't ready to hear certain things, and some people can't handle certain truths, which is what you were just speaking on. When somebody is confronted with something about, you know, a, a idea conflicting with what these people have watched someone say on YouTube, rather, let me say it that way, because these folks will swear they researched it, um it, it it messes up, you know, it messes with their mind because they're thinking to myself, Well hell I don't already done told these, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people on my YouTube page, you know, hey, all you need to do is go and tell that clerk you better put this you on and file it or I'm a I'm a I'm gonna put a lien against you and I'm gonna take your whole four million dollar house and this, that and the other. It's, it's messing up their psyche. Because you got to figure out in your mind, you know, you're trying to figure out in your mind, like, how exactly does what you're saying work with the laws that they have in place for such a thing? Because what you're saying is not the law. What you're saying is garbage.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah. I are you, brother?
4: Oh, forgive me, brother. Is Brother Jossie here on the line? Is Sister Shanice on the line? Brother Bradley? Brother DeShane?
6: Yes, brother.
5: I'm here. Okay. I need to speak with you briefly when we get off the line. Is uh,
4: Rahmi are here? Who else is here from Texas? In Texas. Uniform commercial codes for contracting, private contract. So as I'm talking, I guess whoever was,
5: there was just hung up. Maybe they couldn't, something was wrong. Uh, Montavious, is that you, sir? Oh, yes, sir.
7: Uh, yeah, my phone hung up. I just called back.
5: Okay. So I pulled out, I ran across some uh, recordings that I, they're very short, but I want to set this up in our mind, and you can see, The the real problem with our people is not money. That's not the problem. Period. If you gave us $80 trillion today, we'd
4: be $80 trillion fools. Listen, guy I know, this is true. True
5: story. Some of you may know who I'm talking about. Don't mention his name. He's not in the brother nation.
7: Preet. Yeah. Um, I got. I I gotta inform you, uh, brother. Charlie just called me, and uh, told me that the
2: security
5: kind of. I can't understand you, brother. You
1: hear Jeremy now? Yes, sir.
3: Um, oh, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. But brother um, Bradley, he uh, he texted me and uh, told me that the baby passed away. What? Yeah, they uh, they supposed to be
2: delivering the baby tomorrow, but the baby passed away. Oh man! Um, oh, no. asked y'all to keep yeah. him in fresh. My heart.
3: Yeah, that kind oh, of oh. touch me, man. Kinda of hurt me a little bit. I'm gonna
4: go see him tomorrow. For those who don't know, I think I should share this with you all. Sister Shanice and Brother Bradley were in a relationship,
5: and Sister Shanice came into the nation during a time where brother Bradley was away from the nation. So he had, he had just all of a sudden he disappeared from the nation and he didn't, he wasn't coming back. So sister Shanice was talking to him over, I don't know, a couple of years
4: or whatever. And she wanted to join. And
5: when she, uh, first approached, she, I spoke with her on the chat. Um, she said that her ex is the one that told her about the nation. So I did not know. And I haven't asked them um, anything about that, but she said that she was expecting but that at the time that they were, uh, I guess, not directly involved, they were, they were involved, but they weren't, they were like, I guess, chilling for a moment and I didn't want to speak on that relationship because I still don't know that really none of my business, but so you all know, Sister a is the one that has the four children and she had one on the way and brother Bradley is the father of the one that's on the way. So for them to lose the child and they were really, they were really growing together and it seemed like everything was going really well. So, wow, that's a tough one. My heart goes out to the brother. Um, my prayers are with the brother. Let us all take a moment of silence to speak to the Most High and uh, send out prayers and positive energies.
4: So brothers and sisters,
5: the scriptures say, when we pray, go pray, go in the closet, as the Christ is describing to you. Go in your closet. He's basically saying, pray in private. Pray privately. Um, generally speaking, public prayer, where it's a collective prayer, is really not what Hebrews have done, and it's really kind of against the scriptures. So, when you do pray together or you're in that kind of position, it's best so that there's no um, ambiguity here to have your silent moment collectively so that you are individually having a private moment with the most high. It's not about going out and announcing to the whole earth. Hey, I'm about to go pray. It's time for prayer. That's it's supposed to be a private thing. So just keep that in mind. But uh, thank you for sharing that brother. That was very important that we all know that. So that, um, brother Bradley and sister son, and in there, um, their offspring is all in our prayers. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that kind of like took my mind away from where we were speaking on. What was I speaking on, Brother Cedric? What was I
4: talking about?
3: Um, if I can recall, Brother, we were um Oh man, I'm sorry, brother, because I lost my train of thought as well.
1: I, th- I think you were speaking on
5: um,
3: if we some somebody come to some money, they will um, without discipline, they'll you know they'll be act ignorant or whatever. I think you were speaking on some yeah. recording. Also, some previous recording.
5: Thank you. I re- I remember now. Yeah, like listen, I I really want to stress this. Um, wait, before I say that, I want you all to know, I met with some billionaires, and some millionaires, and people who want want to want me to help them. Some of these people, I don't know how they found me, but they want me to help them. And they wanted me to help them. Uh, One group, the the millionaires group, they wanted me to help them uh, with their own affairs. Um, And then the other group, uh, the billionaires group, want me to help them. But they also want to, uh, quote unquote, do things for our people and um, put money and stuff help our people, but the problem was, and this is what I said to them so that you all understand, our issue is not money, And, and, and it's really, really simple. Let me just give you an example. Every other people comprehend this and apply it. We know that Negroes spend billions of dollars a year on Negro sisters, spend millions on fake hair and fake nails. Uh, Negroes in general, we spend millions on Air Jordan sneakers, and clothes. But for some reason, when it comes down to being able to fund our own progress, that's where we are challenged. So it's not be, listen, I know you You go home and you say, man, money is tight. I can barely pay this or this and that. But have you ever thought to yourself, well, I can do something financially, even if it's pennies, to put something aside for my economic betterment? Like, how many of us really have thought to ourselves and executed it now, maybe I should start taking some of this loose change and put it aside and have something to uh, spare. Some guy went and paid police, um, the police department $8,000 in pennies, and this was a Caucasian for back tickets and boots and
4: all that. But when it comes to us, when it comes to us, we get greedy
5: and selfish and we lie and we make excuses why we can't uphold our end of collective economics. Believe me, I see it all of the time so the the issue is not money because we could make ourselves rich overnight with just the stuff we already have but but getting us to believe that is is really a whole other issue like we all we go through this thing where we know that the average negro. Is you can't trust them. You know you can't. We boycott and have boycotted Negro businesses because not consciously with picket signs. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about walking by them, not going on, going in there, not supporting, and then actually telling the truth about why we don't, which it is true. You go in there, the prices are too high. You go in there, the place is dusty. They got stuff on the shelves from the 70s. The paneling is from the 70s. There's always some broken down Negro business that we don't want to support. Well, hell, if you had been steady supporting it, then maybe you wouldn't have gotten that condition. But the problem is not money. And I told this to their face. There's no amount of money that I can see you putting up that's going to change the condition of what we need just because it's money. Can money help us do certain things? That's not my point. Yes, it can help us do certain things. Yes. You get, you have a house built from the ground up three years later. Now you, now your house is a slump because of the consciousness You can build build a brand-new community. I've seen this happen in Detroit. They built a a brand-new, all-brand-new houses. This was an empowerment zone. This was just in 2010. True, true, true story, and I wish I was there. I would film it right now. 2010 empowerment zone and Section 8 and all that, brand-new homes. I'm telling you, by
4: 2012, those brand-new homes are now a slum project. So what? what's the problem here? Because you can't say it's monetary because
5: they're on Section 8. It's the consciousness of the people. It's the spirit within them. It's how we conduct ourselves that's the problem. That must be cleaned up. That must be changed because here's another thing I was going to say earlier. A guy I know, he gets $100,000. Wait a minute. No, let me go back to somebody else. He got almost a million dollars. This was just a couple of years ago.
4: Now he is broke. That's one guy. Some of you might know what I'm
5: talking about, but don't mention the name. Another guy.
4: Got $100,000. Spent all of that. Turned around.
5: Not he, w- Once he blew that, he got another $28,000 two months ago. And that's gone. And called me crying. Need help. And I said, I told you in the beginning, when you first got the fir- first money,
4: because I told him how to get the money. He had, a, he had a, a lawsuit, and I told him how to cash it out. He cashed it out, just like I gave him the instructions. Didn't offer me a
5: quarter, but that's another thing. It just shows you where our hearts and our integrity is. The people that help you, you don't even think to kick the no wouldn't no Caucasian do that. No Caucasian or no other body of people would get a hundred thousand dollars from somebody that helped them and wouldn't and wouldn't give them a quarter from the people that helped them. Only a nigga would do that. And still I don't I don't judge. I just look at it for what it is because I expect a people that are in our condition to be that way. So it's not like it bothers me. I'm not about to cry over somebody not doing that, but the principle, you can see where our hearts are. You can see the selfishness and the greed. So after he gets $300,000 and he blows it and when he got it, I said to him, take put it in the bank, put it in the account, and if you don't do anything else, just freeze the account or just don't do anything. Don't touch it. He's telling me, okay, man, I'm down to 50 now. I'm down to 30 now. I'm down to 20 now but I still got that stuff in the bank. I'm down to 15 now. I told myself if I got too close to that 10, then I would just, you know, stop everything I'm doing. I'm down to 12 now. Now I got to start dipping into that
4: 10. To zero. Turns around and gets another $28,000. I told
5: him the same thing again. If you don't listen to me, you're going to be broke again. It wasn't even
4: 60 days, and he is penniless again. Now, you telling me somebody giving us a lump sum of money is the solution?
5: <laughs> no, it is not. We have a spiritual problem.
4: Ema, what do you think about it? Shalom,
8: shalom. I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I, I realize that people, our people are like this. They get and they just become so engrossed in their own selfishness. They forget. And if you're going to spend some money, give it away. It'll come back to you more so than just, uh, what do they call that? Uh, it's uh, I can't think of the word, where, you know, you just spend it, just spend, 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 spend. And, you know, we're like that. Our people are like that. We're not disciplined. And I see that, like you said, put it in the bank and everything, and also invest your money. Take it, invest your money. Do a few little things you need to do for yourself and your people or your loved ones, but uh, invest your money, lock it down, and then you can see, you know, you can see some progress in what you're doing. But I keep on like that. I have had my own children have gotten all kind of money. Honey, they don't think about, you know, they, they, I'm probably lucky if I get $10 out of them. But that's the way I keep are. They're in a bad state in mind condition. They don't care. When they get it, it's like, and, and they don't understand what it means, you know. That, that money they get is see They're not understanding the true significance. And I was thinking like earlier when you were talking about, um, the, um, you know, how um, the UCC, and, you know, I talk to people and I tell them, you don't want to mess with that if you don't know what you're doing. And then I ask them, well, where did it originate? Where did the UCC originate? Uh, They don't even know that. They don't understand the concept of it. And I also see that a lot of conscious people out here, they're, they're, uh, it is a religion. This UCC is a religion, like other things are religion. And it's a, a profitable uh, religion you know, to them. And it's really, really hurting our people. And from my standpoint, being around the people I am here with, everybody is just in another state, mind condition. And to me, it's pretty scary, Brother Priest. It's really, really, really scary. So I try to get as far away from it as I can and learn what I need to learn to help my people.
5: And 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 do the things I need to do to get ahead, and that with that I hear. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It, it, that that's the whole point. Listen, money is not our issue. Our issue is unity, real love, real love, and commitment to one another, and sacrifice. Man, love will make you sacrifice. But stop making the damn excuses for why you don't, won't, or can't. It's ridiculous. It, it it makes no sense when you call yourself unifying and loving one another, but the greed and the selfishness shows its ugly head. And here's another problem. Stop trying to play hero ball. Stop trying to be the hero. Stop trying to be the hero. Here's how you be a hero. Be a hero for conquering your own trials and tribulations and personality quirks. Conquer that. Because we got a couple of people that have taken leaves of absence and stuff like that because their mind is focused on, I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but their mind is like, okay, I'm going to go away and I'm going to bring back all this money to the nation. You don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. See, even with this program we're doing, this is about us working together. This is about us building our wealth from the ground up. This ain't about somebody handing it to us. They hand it to us, and then we're slaves again. And and then when they foreclose, because you didn't handle your duty, you Like, if you are in the tug of war and then you rest, you're in the middle of the pack, you take a rest, and you're like, oh, my little pulling is not going to make or break us. Just because I'm not doing my little part, that's not going to hurt us. I don't really have that much strength anyway. Sure enough, one link, weak link, breaks the whole chain. So, excuse me, I'm walking through my house with these big uh,
4: high ceilings. So anyway, um, I want to make this clear.
5: Really all you're dealing with in your entire life is truth versus falsehood and contract. Meaning, truth, your word is bond your word is contractually obligating your soul to honor your word brother ek what i just said did that make sense
1: yes sir brother it does
5: can you explain it in your own
1: words yes sir you know basically You know, whatever we put out into the universe comes back to us. So if we contract with our words, if we put our words on something that we're going to do, you have a fiduciary responsibility to keep that end of your bargain and whatever it is that you signed up for. It's basically coming down to accountability, and that's really what contracting does is being able to be held accountable to whatever terms and conditions that you set out to agree upon. And if you don't honor that, there's always repercussions. So this is why it's like, you know, obey the law statutes and commandments. That's the contract we have with the most high. And like to your uh, example about gravity, the terms and conditions is if you think you're going to fly off a building, you're going to die. That's the terms and conditions. If you don't want to agree with that, then that's, what's going to happen. So there's always that disclaimer in the beginning that says, this is how you have to conduct yourself, therefore act accordingly. And so when we give our word to that, when we say, you know, I agree or I am going to perform X, Y, Z, your soul is now obligated to fulfill that obligation. And then you have every right and your means to do so. You can still provide notice and say, look, maybe I want to amend a portion of it so I can, have, you know, a chance to continue to fulfill it if a challenge does occur. So there's room for that. But in general, it's really coming down to the contract and is basically enforcing the truth versus the falsehood. Like, are you in truth by honoring the contract or are you in falsehood by you lying and breaching? And if you're going to do that, you have to know where you stand at all times. So basically, contract is basically giving... Um, Is basically giving credence to having one be accountable and responsible for whatever obligation that they sign up for, and to maintain their consistency in doing so. And I you.
5: Very well put, brother. Brother Deshane, are you there?
2: Yes. Hello.
5: Okay. Now, now listen to me carefully. Let's interact here. When you everything is contract. Everything is contract. Meaning everything is a covenant. Everything. So hear me good here, brother. If you contract or
4: you make covenant with Satan and Satan call to collect on that contract. Is that wrong? Uh
6: no. Not at all, no.
4: Okay. You contract with the most high. And you breach the contract. And you're punished for that. Is that wrong? No. And
2: because okay. go, ahead. go
6: ahead. Like the brother are saying, you made an agreement, um, and you have to keep hold your hand up. And um, if you you have to keep up what you say you're going to do, and if you don't do it, then there's consequences. Whether, regardless of who who is with your your mother, your your father, your your child, you make a promise. If you say you're gonna do something, if you're if you're obligated to do it, then you should do it.
4: So. Okay, Satan contracts you to. sell your right arm after 90
5: days of this contract.
4: After 120 days, sell your left leg. Now you sit down with Satan and you've contracted your right arm and your left leg. But you don't know that you did, and Satan shows up to collect. Is that wrong? Uh,
6: if I would say knowing, yes, but if, if if it wasn't presented to you, if it wasn't ever told to you, that you would have to give up your leg or your arm. I'm not sure. I mean, I guess if it's a contract, then no, it's not wrong because contract is it, it's what it is. It's the law. So at the end of the day, if you if you didn't if you didn't look into the contract or if you didn't ask questions or about the details or anything like that, then whatever happens, whatever falls on you, then you can't blame anyone but yourself. But I, I would I would say being uh, crafty about it and, and deceitful so I'm like not giving it not telling the other person that what to expect that's wrong if they're not presenting everything and laying everything out on, on the table then I think that's wicked but I mean you you should at, at the end of the day you should know what you're getting yourself into so no it's not wrong I mean,
5: that's, uh, that was excellent, brother. you just that's, <laughs> that's correct- that's exactly correct now, hear me good now, so you get into a contract and you don't know the terms and conditions of the contract, and the other party comes to collect do does the other party care about how you feel about it? Not at all. Okay. Do your emotions, are your emotions going to stop them from collecting?
6: No. If, if one is, um, very, um, understanding, maybe that person can, um, reason with you. I don't think he would give up anything or, or, what he deserved, but if, 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 if it was wrongfully, um, basically, I, I think someone would reason with them, but they're not going to feel pity for you. They're not going to, I wouldn't, but I, if the person came to me and said, yo, I didn't know this, this was in that, I didn't, I wasn't told that, but then I would say, hey, it's your fault, but you know, maybe here, to take this or next time, give them some advice or something that, I can see what I can do, but that, but to answer the question, no.
5: Okay, you cooking with hot grease, brother. You're hitting it now. As simple as we're making this, I hope you all are paying attention. Sister, is
4: sister Nisha on the line? <laughs> is uh. Travon on the line. Who's in Jersey? Oh, wait, who's in Jersey? Is Gavin on the
2: line?
7: Yes, sir, I'm here. Okay, great. Finally. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I'm sorry, sir. Say, say it again.
5: Okay. Um. All right. So, listen.
9: Sorry about that. I hit end instead of mute. This is Sister Anisha.
5: Okay. Gavin, hold tight. I'm going to come back to you. Sister Anisha. Yes, sir. So, just give me a moment, Gavin. So, Sister Anisha, now, now, here we are. We, we're looking at contracts. So, I'm going to make this statement. Contracts
4: determine the law, hmm. Now, that can be good it can be to your advantage or it can
5: be to your detriment. If you contract and you don't know that you've contracted, you give away your arm and leg. That is to your detriment. Is the point that I'm trying to say here? That's to your detriment. You didn't read the contract, but then Satan comes to collect. So it don't it doesn't matter what your emotions are. It's not an emotional thing. Now, flip side of that is if you contract with the Most High and you do right and you're rewarded. It's not emotional. Now you're gonna get emo. You're gonna feel emotions on both sides, but the law, the contract, determines the law. When you are contracting with the Most High,
4: and you breach, and you get punished,
5: and then you cry, and why? and then try to shift the blame back onto the most high, why did you put that tree out there? You knew I was going to eat it. You knew I was going to eat that fruit. So why did you put it out there? Sister
4: Anisha, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Shalom, Nation.
9: My thoughts are it makes life, actually, much more easier to navigate through <laughs> um, because if you put it down in writing, it's unfortunate that it's unfortunate that people's words are not their bond. It's unfortunate that people play silly games to try and get away with things or cause injury to people maliciously for insignificant reasons. It's a shame that we just can't trust one another and say that when we're going to do something, we're going to do it. But the contracting actually makes it a lot easier and makes things a lot more cut and dry because you know what the expectations are because they're laid out before you. So then it comes down to your work ethic and your ability to concentrate on tasks. Thank goodness. Even though time deadlines or time restraints haven't been affixed to the certain things that we're doing here within the nation, we've been given time to get certain things done. But we've given our word, and our word has been noted via tape recordings, audio tape recordings, that we are to do and act accordingly. Fortunately for us, at this particular moment in time, the effects of not doing that said forth obligated to in the verbal contract is not felt at this present moment. However, if you don't get those things done down the road, you're going to feel it. It's the same thing as the covenant that our forefathers agreed to in written form and verbal form in the desert with Moshi. Thank goodness we have it, and they wrote it down so we have the details. And thank goodness we have it in a university is what we need to do to get back to that covenant. But I'm thankful that contracts make it that easier to make sure all parties stay honest in the dealing. And all we have to do is make sure that we're not lazy and execute. So that's my thoughts regarding the topic at hand. I yield.
5: Thank you very much. So here's the point. Very well put, sister.
4: Here's the point. Contract determines the law. And when it's time to... Honor that contract. Even if it's to your detriment. You crying about it
5: and whining about it and picketing and marching about it and worshiping whatever God you invent today is not going to change the fact that you got into a contract that must be
4: honored. So let me just show you. You got into a mortgage. You don't know anything about mortgages. But you do know that if you don't pay, they're going to come and foreclose. So, what is in somebody's mind that knows that part? And they know that this other party knows that.
5: And they know if this other party gets behind in their mortgage, they can slide right in there and tell them, you know what? That mortgage you had is a fraud. They tricked
4: you. And you don't have to pay them. Matter of fact, I can show you how you don't have to pay them. Just pay me a little bit of money. Such an individual's mind that is not aware of the
5: contract that they're in could easily be misled by somebody coming along talking that. Does anybody not see that, what I'm saying? (laughs) Gavin, do you see that, brother? Yes, sir. Okay, so brother Gavin, yes, I'm here.
4: Somebody that is talking the same thing, but let's switch it to nationality citizenship. And this individual is a mischief maker and they're going
5: up to somebody who is just unaware. And this unaware individual has gotten behind in their mortgage, but I'm not talking about a mortgage.
4: I'm talking about they're in trouble with the law. And so somebody comes and says, this deceiver, Hey,
5: you don't have to answer to the United States of America I can show you if you pay me some money I can show you how you can be way more powerful than them I'll show you how to have superpowers here I got these magic papers and all you have to do It's going to fill out this UCC, and all of your problems are going to go away when you pay
4: me this $500. What are your thoughts on that, brother? Are you there, Brother Gavin?
7: Brother, I'm sorry. You can hear me now?
2: I can, yes, sir.
7: All right. Sorry about that. Yes, I think that's a person who who contradicts what they even believe in yeah. and oh, nice. I think basically you know at this point you know that uh you know as a as a individual gets older and older, they should see the fact that the transitions of their lives should cause not only a contribution, but to cause to have for those individuals that they're trying to help or they're or they're interacting with as a um, uh, how should I say it? as a contract to, to gain a retribution. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I'll say it another way: that uh, you know, for every action, there's a reaction. And as, as one matures into self-discipline, self-governance, and learning commerce as they grow older in this world we live in should gain, you know, ways to enlighten themselves and others around them and to mature you know that deception is just going to cause them to show that they they haven't grown up as yet or they haven't matured and uh it causes a destruction a destructional reaction you know for the that that one that they're trying to deceive or to or to, to use because they feel that like they uh they know less than them or they 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 uh they feel that like they know more than the other person and the other person knows less than them You know, they're just using uh, trickery, which falls into sin, which is transgression of the law, because the law is order. When you act under the law, you you act in order. By doing the the opposite of that, you just become a deceiver, and you become a doer of evil, which is, you know, as we say, a devil, or someone who's a deceptionist, full of trickery and, and all that other stuff. Um yeah, you know, I just I think it's a waste of life when you do that. <laughs> to say the truth. And it causes more conflicts within your own nation of people. You know. And a nation that starts from young it, it, it's it's a family, you know, like you, you, the the wife and the and the husband or a man and a woman comes together to create that nation. That should reflect the mother and the father, or the you know the the husband and the wife. And if that model is created and built on, uh, you know, trickery or destruction or, or or you know deception, then it spawns into uh, into a, a country or a nation of people you know, like Babylon. You know how the, the symbolism of how Babylon was all the way up until now, as we see in today's, in today's world, you got like many Babylons all over the world, <laughs> city to city, country to country, people doing anything and anything, everything they want and, and creating um, chaos. And then people come with the law and create order out of chaos. And then we, get, we fight against that, that order to say, oh, I want my rights. Like you said, protesting. Oh, you know, we should get these rights. But you still act out of, because of, the transgressions of your grandfather, your grandmother, or your great-grandmother, your grandfather, or even your mother or your father creates you to live in that destructive behavior. Until you understand how to get out of it, you will always live it for the rest of your generation. You know, and, 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 and I'm sorry, your life in your generation to come. That's how I feel on that. And with that, are you, sir?
4: Thank you, brother. You hit it. And
5: yes. So I'm gonna go back to this again, so everybody
4: listen carefully. Contract determines the law. Contract determines the law in everything that exists. Everything. It's not emotional, it's not racism, it's not personal,
5: it's not bigotry, it's not, well, it is prejudice, but it's prejudice in the sense that whatever you breach in a contract is going to treat you as a breaker of your word as a breacher of contract and it's going to discriminate against you because
4: you have breached the contract. So when you're in government, you have to understand, I don't care what any of these people are telling you, it is not racism. That is our problem. listen listen colin kaepernick he's standing up for negroes negroes
5: are being murdered by the police we went over not everybody here has been involved in this so i'm gonna to have to post this so that everybody can hear me really uh, speaking on a b c and d class okay a aristocracy b bureaucracy C, commercial entities, D, are the disenfranchised. The bureaucrats, Class B, serve Class A and Class C. Class D
4: is outside of this group, A, B, and C. So
5: Class D, being disenfranchised, has no voice. Class D has no rights except for the privileges that are granted to them by A, B, and C.
4: So, somebody say something. So, Colin Kaepernick standing up for Negroes being murdered
5: is treated as though he is voiceless. From an emotional perspective, emotionally, it's like, why do you all not see why he did this? Why he took this me? How come you all can't see that? It is something wrong with you. You're that blind And every time we bring this up, we're talking about preserving the lives of of these Negroes. And the fact that you don't see it, it's like you approve of them. You approve of these police killing us. And because you approve of these police killing us, you must be the devil, you must be evil, and you must be
4: wicked. But wait a minute. Colin Kaepernick is trying to have a voice for a voiceless Class D disenfranchised persons. They are not participating collectively
5: or contributing positively to A, B, and C and the government and society overall. Now there's a speckled few that come out of class D and they get into to A B, and B. they get into B and C rather. There's a speckled few. Somebody needs to meet. There's a speckled few that come out of class D and they get into the B class and the C class. They become a bureaucrat, meaning a police officer. They become a bureaucrat. Meaning a mayor, a step, a state representative, something like that. So they're bureaucrats, class A, the aristocracy, the aristocrats are the we the people. As I opened this today, I was explaining we the people is any body, any collective body of people that comprehend what I'm saying here and step up in law and handle business and law. So now they dictate to class B. That's how the United States was set up. And it was set up that way because this is ancient law and our ancestors knew it. And it was designed for anyone who falls into class D to be able to atone, correct themselves, and rise up. But as long as you keep thinking from an emotional perspective and keep waiting on these people's hearts to change because you think they're doing this because they're just, their hearts are wicked, you don't understand what is going on on this planet or on this
4: universe. You live in a fantasy world. Brother? Yes. Yes, sir.
0: Shalom. Shalom. I'm Bernard, Foreign record, of Travel Judah. You know, just listening to what you're saying, man, just popped in my mind. When you come into this nation, you're actually a class D. And you got to – I use this analogy of uh, dirty laundry. You got to go through the wash cycle. You got to go through the rinse cycle. You got to use your tie. You got to use your fabric softener to get clean. So you are teaching us history, government, law, and commerce, the proper way, the proper way to contract. So by the time the laundry is complete, you clean. You you should become a B or A citizen. And it goes back. You know the the scriptures give us two two perfect examples of uh, of what you're talking about. I, you know when you read in Exodus about Moses when he was at Mount Sinai and the most and the Most I told him to take the sandals off because he didn't want to track none of those doctrines that he had from Egypt on holy ground. And just like coming into this nation, we got to, we have to discard all the things that we've learned because we've been miseducated. We, you know, we went through an education system. That's been lying to us. So we think in the sovereignty and, and how to contract this way and that way works. And it does not, it's not applicable to us. And uh, once you learn, you know the commandments. Once you learn how to contract properly, you end up like uh, Daniel, uh, Meshach, uh, uh, Abednego, and Shadrach. You will flourish even in your captivity, because that's what happens. You'll you'll get that you'll get that blessing. And what you're teaching us, man, we we we'll graduate from D class to C class to B class to A class. I just want to say that, and I yield.
5: Hallelujah, brother. Yes, sir. That's it. You got it. Colin Kaepernick is speaking for a voiceless people, and that's why he cannot be heard. It's not emotional. Emotionally, I feel the pain also. I feel a great empathy for my people. I don't like seeing us getting murdered out here. I could be one of those. I mean, I'm not above my own people. You know, when the white man looks at us, he don't care nothing about your paperwork or your status. He's the devil. Okay, he may not care about any of that up front from his emotional perspective. But the one thing he does care about is he's going to follow law and procedure. He's going to run your tags on your car. He's going to find, try to figure out, is this his car? He's going to ask you questions. Run your name.
4: He's going to do that. And when he steps outside of that, and he kills somebody, and he gets off with a pat
5: on the behind, Negroes are still mystified by this. Well, this solved the mystery. You're transgressors. You broke the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High Almighty. You believe in goddamn idol gods, and you keep looking to the clouds for some arm or some spaceship to come save you from you governing yourself. That's you, you, You'd rather wait on a spaceship than go formulate your own government, which maggots know how to do which rats and, and roaches know how to do. They know how to govern themselves, but niggas don't. <laughs> niggas' solution is not going to govern themselves. <laughs> That's not their solution. Their solution is, oh, ancient Egypt came before the Bible. Are we even talking the Bible? Or are we talking nature? Just this, this, this look at this. Ants know how to formulate government, but you don't what you use is some symbology and some historical arguments as a means to divide your people. What's in your mind is actually the divisive measures, not the healing and unifying measures. That's the bulk of what we call the conscious community. Now, I'm going to go back to it again. Contract determines law. So if you contract with the most high and say, I will not fornicate. I will not commit adultery. I will not steal, kill. And you do any of those things, it's not up to you how the most high is going to send punishment upon you.
4: You don't determine that. You just know the punishment is coming. Our problem is
5: we want to escape that punishment. And then once we get getting our behind spanked, we won't make excuses for why we were never wrong in the first place. And we should have never been spanked. That is a psychologically ill people. Now, again, contract determines law. Sister said, Sister Denise said, you know, this is kind of like, it's really kind of freeing, The paraphrase. This really takes the weight off of your shoulders. Yes, it does. Because essentially, I understand this pol- police officer, if he pulled me over for a, a legitimate reason, I'm going to speak for myself because this happened a couple of months ago. Police officer, deputy sheriff, pulls me over for a legitimate reason. And I was wrong. And I didn't know I was wrong. Well, here's why I didn't know. Sitora removed had stepson remove the front plate on the car. And we were supposed to replace it, but I didn't know that this plate was removed. So I did know the law in the state is you have to have two plates. But I didn't know that there was no plate on the front car before I got on the front of the car before I got in it police, the deputy sheriff pulls me over says, Hey, this is a two state, a two plate state. And I immediately realized I'm like, there's no plate on the front. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm okay. You got me. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm not going to even argue. There's nothing to talk about. I'm wrong. Basically. I'm at your mercy, sir.
4: The man stood there and told me, he said. Come step out of the car. He's like, Are
5: there any drugs in the car? I'm like, No. Nothing like that. I don't get high. I don't drink anything like that. So he walked. This is a Caucasian now. He's like, I can tow your car. He said, If I tow it, um, do you have anybody that can come pick you up? And I said, Well, my wife, but um, she just got out of the, the hospital. This is the, the first time she went to the hospital couple of months back the first time she went that's like she just got out of the hospital and you know I really wouldn't want to call her out you know like that she's not doing well okay the man walks away he thinks about this he walks back over to me he says you know what he says I'm gonna to go to my car You go back to the car,
4: and whatever you do after that is your own business. Now, I'm telling you, whatever punishment would have come with that for the
5: plate being missing, although I wasn't consciously aware of it, I would have accepted it. I don't care if it was impounding the car. I don't care if it was putting me in jail. I don't care if it
4: was paying a fine. I would have accepted it. Straight up, I would have accepted it.
5: Now, if I would have said in this case, well, I have a UCC filing. Where's your oath of
4: office? Where's your um, declaration of authority order? What do you think would have happened?
5: I probably got arrested, taken to jail. Now I got to go in front of the judge. Now I go in front of the judge, where's your declaration of authority order? I got a UCC filing. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for laughing, sister, because you see how ridiculous this looks, right? You see how ridiculous this is. Okay. Listen. Contract determines the law. What is the contract here on this, in this situation? The contract is, This is a two-plate state.
4: I know that.
5: Situation happened where I I was in the wrong, not purposefully, not purposefully,
4: but the contract says I got to pay. So, is the contract
5: emotional? Is the punishment that should come down on me
4: emotional? No, the deputy sheriff made a judgment call,
5: not off of emotion, but I have to believe he did it because I told him the straight out honest truth. I was not combative and I was respectful and I spoke to him with respect.
4: I consistently called him officer and sir. Nothing in me
5: was trying to go up against that man who I know could kill me dead. And everybody would say it's because he's black. Okay. Well, whatever the case is, I'm not going to play with no man that has two weapons on him that can stand 10 yards away from me and gun me down. Not going to play with a man like that. All right. Hopefully you all see what I'm saying. I mentioned I want to play these clips. Yes, go ahead.
1: Shalom, brother, I just wanted to just add a little bit to what you were saying because it's like in that situation and what we're talking about in general about contracts, it's like it's a court case at the end of the day, right, because who's the judge, the most high is the judge? Who's the prosecutor? Your ego because you – no, who's the the prosecutor? Um, Yeah, it could be your ego because it's like it can make you feel compelled to use all of those – UCC stuff to defend yourself, so to speak, but if you pay attention and say, okay, wait a second, like, what is the contract, what am I supposed to do here? Who's the jury? The most high is still the jury because they still have to issue that verdict against you to get that judgment and see based on what the situation called for. So because your character and conduct in that situation and the officer seeing that, the most high is operating through this situation and say, okay, you know what, because he's taking responsibility for the fact that, you know, he's not bringing up those UCC with your declaration of authority, with your oath of office, trying to escape the punishment that could possibly come. If that sacrifice willing to take the punishment because of whatever happened, that's why he was able to um, get pardoned. And that's where that grace and that mercy that the Most High always extends to his children happens because when we're in that state of mind, we see these things happen for us, you know, so, I just wanted to just throw it out there, not you.
5: Well, thank you, brother. Constitution, state laws, ordinances, codes, all of that is part of the contract
4: that you have in place for A, B, C, and D, particularly for D. Understand that the contract makes the law.
5: If you break the contract, you get punished. If you honor the contract, you get rewarded. It is not emotional. So I'm about to play a clip from for you that I just ran across from Judge Judy. So I hope you all are gonna listen. Listen carefully, cause we need to hear this one moment.
8: The law is very simple. You feel as if you've been taken advantage of by this lady Yes. said she did the wrong thing. She might've, the law does not contemplate that the law only contemplates contracts. There's a difference between a gift and a gift made in contemplation of marriage.
3: Did you all hear that? Sure enough, did. What did you hear, brother?
5: (laughs) Brothers, what did you hear? (laughs) Brother, what did you hear?
3: Which part? Because I know I heard her saying that pretty much the law is based on contracts.
5: Okay, let me play it again. Hold on. That's what you heard, but I want to make sure we hear this good
8: is Mr. Hudson. The law is very simple. You feel as if you've been taken advantage of by this lady. Yes. That she did the wrong thing. She might have. The law does not contemplate that. The law only contemplates contracts.
2: <laughs>
3: so the law doesn't care who the law doesn't necessarily care uh isn't focused on the the wrong in the situation. The law is only focused on what what is the contract or the custom between the two parties?
6: Yeah. Right. Basically, basically it's no emotion. Like she's saying, it doesn't matter what she was wrong or right. It's the, it's the law. So it's the motion. Like you were saying, brother, the motions is not involved. with the law.
5: So Hillary Clinton says to the black lives matters guy, here's what he's saying to her. Hey, what are you going to do to change your hearts? Because you your hearts, where, where has your heart changed in the last couple of years? And this is basically what he's saying. You made some racist statements a couple of years ago. Has your heart changed? And what are you going to do about the hearts of all of these Caucasoid white people? This is basically what he's saying. He's just saying it in a nice way. Now, now listen to what she says to him. She says, now, hold on. I don't believe in changing hearts. She says, what you do is you change law. Right. She said, she said, you can worry about changing law of hearts all you want. She said, we'll be here 10 years from now. talking about the same thing. She said, but you can uh, deal with it through law. And she said, yeah. Some of the hearts might change when you're dealing with it through law, but you're now focused on trying to change somebody's hearts. She said, "I don't believe in changing people's hearts right. and these people have villainized this woman <laughs> calling her
4: a racist because she said that. I got another clip for you this is
5: this is Probably one of my what favorites. Me,
8: specifically,
5: Hold on a moment. I lost the place on this. They inspired you to file for a protection. It was in my belief that he
0: was
8: going to
2: continue to harass me while I was at work, and therefore I filed a protection
3: order. I
8: want to tell you something. You abuse the system. I don't care what you believe. Your mother cares what you believe. Maybe your sister cares what you believe. Maybe your mother cares how you feel. Maybe your sister cares how you feel. Feel. The Lord doesn't give a rat's ass how you feel.
4: (laughs) Did you all hear that? (laughs) Sure enough, (laughs) did. This woman
5: knows what she's talking about. Mm Mm-mm. And she does not care about how you feel about the law. The contract determines the law. She's ruling on whether or not you breach the contract. That's it. It's nothing, there's no mysterious going to law school BS. Oh, I got to know, you got to know all these, the, the, the constitutional, listen, are you guilty? Or are you not guilty? Are you okay. innocent? or Guilty, damn it. Did you do it or did you not do it? And can you prove it? Don't try to appeal to my damn emotions. Because if you were really in right standing and law, you would not be voiceless. And you would get the remedy that you seek. So you kneeling, okay, it makes you a, a hero in your own people's mind, you're appealing to their emotion and you're right. trying to the emotion to get these people's hearts to change. And the only thing they're going to understand is when you come together and say, screw the goddamn NFL, excuse my language, let's go do our own NFL. Yeah. And now I bet you if all those players took all their money and left the NFL and created their own league, I bet you then those owners will be begging them to come back, or they'd listen, They'd at least be willing to sit down and talk. But that's not even in
4: these Negroes' minds. That's not even in their minds. When you're facing credit issues, it's not emotional.
5: It's not emotional. It's contract. What is going to determine whether you can beat a credit card or beat a, a, oh, excuse me, win a credit dispute or win a mortgage dispute or win a traffic ticket? What are the, what are the terms and conditions of the contract? And can the other party prove that you breached and are in error or can you prove that they breached and they are in error or can you prove that neither one of you is in error and it was just a misunderstanding
4: then what does the judge do I'm going to throw this case out case dismissed anybody confused about what I'm saying here no sir
3: Sounds pretty self-explanatory. But then, you know what's so interesting about it, uh, Chief Administrator? The very interesting thing about it is try explaining that to people who operate based on feeling, who Mm -hmm. live their whole life based on emotions and are not capable of rationalizing anything that deals with common sense <laughs> um, you try to put that into context with the the
7: context uh it,
3: if you try to make what you're saying uh uh i guess you could say because like nowadays people really don't logic really is like uh it's like a lost treasure really. <laughs> and if you find it, you better hold on to it. But nonetheless, I, 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 I think now we have a, we really, uh, our our people really need to heal from a lot of different things. Um, I see. Uh, I just saw today. I'm just gonna be honest. I saw it today. I'm gonna take everything that you just say and I'm gonna show you something. I saw today. I saw a guy, he was talking about the he was talking about Abraham and Lot and he was talking about how uh the Hebrews follow uh Abraham and Lot or they honor him. I I guess that was the purpose of it. Um and this man You know, he was a sucker because he offered his wife to uh, the pharaoh because he thought the pharaoh was going to, you know, kill him for his wife. And, you know, the people are following Lot, and he had sex with his two daughters claiming they raped him. And then I'm thinking to myself, you know, the problem, and this goes back to what I stated earlier, the problem with certain people is when they don't, they don't. When they don't want to deal with any logic, they immediately go into they go into emotion instead of just dealing with emotions. Read first, because then you may be you may be excused the ignorance where you fall short. But if you're just one of those people that just want to say, "Oh, well, this is how I feel about it." Well, no one really cares about what you feel. What does it say? <laughs> I can't take a UCC to the grocery store and buy a whole bunch of groceries. I can't go to the bank with a UCC wants statement. That's just not how it works. You know, like I said, brother, I think that you take what you're saying and you try to take the 40 million, 50 million African-Americans, so-called African-Americans, and you try to share that with them. And it's like you said from the get-go. It's like speaking a language from another planet. They don't hear you. They don't hear it at all. It's sad, but it's the truth. Um, I yield, brother.
4: But he who has ears, let them hear.
5: true. And you know what? You got to understand, like, I, I clearly am not delusional about this. I know if I'm, anybody know who Tommy Sotomayor is? Anybody heard of him?
8: Yeah, he's the one yeah. that does the, do the uh, raw thing. <laughs> in,
5: in, in. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, did you see what happened when he went amongst uh, Sonetta and the conscious people? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
5: okay. Now, yes, sir. Okay, so he goes among them and then, first of all, he's already hated by them or at least some of them and some guy assaults him. Okay, now, here's what I'm saying. Tommy Sotomayor actually has a reasoning mind Mm -hmm. and he actually says some things that are true, a whole lot of things that are true. Maybe the spirit behind how he does it maybe, you know, some other kind of thing and it's uncomfortable and I don't really personally care to sit around and listen to that stuff. But I mean, I I can't say that he's lying. Right. You know? Okay. Now that's anybody that's going to tell the truth, no matter how gently you put it to niggas. If they would kill their own king, or their own would be king, who all of them knew was in line to take the throne, if they would kill him, what do you think they would do to you? It's like, look, they robbed, ne- negroes have robbed Island Iverson, Steve, uh, Stephen, uh, what is his name, Stevie Francis. Some of you might know who might not know him, basketball players. They've robbed them of their jewelry. Negroes robbed Pastor Winans in Detroit from the famous Wyman's family what? at the gas station, took all his clothes off of him and left him in his drawers and took his SUV. This is Negroes. Negroes are unsafe to be around. Niggas are unsafe to be around.
4: Conscious Negroes are unsafe to be around. It's no different. And they're probably worse.
5: I probably take my chances with the Klan before I was with the damn conscious niggas. Really, because the Klan at least be thinking about the law first. The niggas would be like, man, I don't give a damn about the law. I don't care about any consequences. I don't like you. I want you dead. So these debates continuously lead to life-threatening situations. Continuously. And you wonder what's wrong with our people. That's what's wrong with our people. They go to those debates, they pay $100, $200, and they collect all their money, and they get well off with all that money, and nothing is going on to help organize our people. It's just a couple of Negroes collecting money off of debates. And then the debates turn into really life-threatening situations continuously. They keep building up hate, hate, and divisiveness. Anisha, have you seen this?
9: Oh yes, sir. It's it. It reminds me of this com- um comedy skit I had posted on my page that Chris Rock did some years ago, and. He was talking about black people versus niggas. And he was like, you know, who do you think is the most racist people in America, white people or black people? And then his audience just started chuckling, and they were like, white people, white people. He was like, no, black people, because black people can't stand niggas either. And <laughs> everybody just started laughing. He's like, he was like, there's a war going on between black, black folks and niggas. He was like, I wish they would let let me join the Ku Klux Klan. I'd do a drive by from here to Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like for real Oh uh, He was like, you know, I don't have he said he said, um what was he saying? He said, um and I know black people, he's like, oh, why are you going to go and say something like that? It's the media that paints us bad. It's the media that makes us look worse. It's the media. It's the media. He said, man, I, I ain't got three guns in my house because of the media. I got three guns in my house because of niggas. When I go to the ATM, I'm not looking for Brian Gumbel. I'm looking for niggas. I said, oh, my God. But, yo, it, it's like. It may be harsh, but that's just the reality of things. You know, is the majority of us are not sane. There is a many of us who are good, productive citizens, conducting themselves appropriately, or what they deem or view appropriately, based on a limited education that we receive here in this country, but there are really, you know, many good upstanding quote-unquote black or African American citizens in this country, but the majority, and it's really sad, and the employment opportunities are becoming more and more scarce. Um, Because, you know, all of the jobs and the commerce are moving more towards automation and coding and, um, you know, needing people to be able to work on or build or create new machines to do jobs that normally, you know, five or ten humans would be doing. Like I saw... um, a youtube video about um this new machine that they're they're um testing out on commercial uh, uh on construction sites it's a brick laying machine and it can lay like thousands of bricks in x amount of you know hours whereas it would take like you know a five- to ten-man crew to do that work. And now all they need is, like, one or two people to basically load the machine and man the machine and make sure, you know, no hiccups are happening. So a lot of the construction jobs are now going to machines and to people that know how to troubleshoot those machines and work those machines. So if – and then I also read another article – about them talking about um, their how they there were like these two temp agencies. One was like in the a northern Midwest state, and then another one was in like a southern midwestern state. And that there's lawsuits against this against these two particular temp agencies for discrimination because you know um, they're refusing to employ african-american people that are registered with their temp agency i forget how they found out they were doing it they found out that they were doing it and they are guilty of it but you know even though they're, they're suing them and they're, they have this class action suit, that still doesn't take away from the fact that these african-americans are unemployed and, and and don't have you know any work so when you look at that and um you think about the hard economic times that upstanding African-American citizens that want to be productive and that go to school and get degrees so that they can land a good career to support their family. And these people are even being out without work. Um, if we don't unify and start building on our own, I mean, we at some point you have to stop, um, you have to get off the breast and stop sucking the nipple. And that's what we've basically been doing for a century, getting breast milk and being fed via what this particular establishment has created, you know, and even, even if we had great, you know, pioneers that created uh, certain technologies, unfortunately, because of the status that we were in, those efforts, like when you think about someone like Henrietta Lacks, who, you know, her entire body was donated to science, and they they, they used her body to cure, you know, some really life-threatening um, diseases, and her family didn't see a penny of that because of the status that we're in. So if we if we don't wise up and start creating our own industries I had posted on my Facebook the other day, like, you know, you have to really got you you guys really have to get serious about this. Everybody's on talking about the man is the head and you you're supposed to be in a certain place, but you don't even provide the toilet paper we wipe our behind with. So like really get serious. If you're gonna be the head, be the head. Don't talk about it. Do it. Because it's, it's right now, it's critical, um, and th- th- that those are my thoughts on it. Are you?
4: Thank you, sister. And um, it is critical, and
5: you—you you see, I personally how I was trained and how I was taught. If you cannot use your own language to communicate to somebody and get them to understand, then you don't even understand what you're talking about. You know, that's how I was trained. That's why you don't see me quoting scripture, because here's what I know that it does. That attracts more idolatry. It impresses people. It's like this. Look, look what, look, look what, essentially what happened. Nation of Islam said, I mean is the devil." It makes sense. Back then, lynchings, burning at the stake, getting beaten in the streets—all the history that we knew—it made perfect sense. In 2017, that's not going to, well. The police are, are murdering us. But our everyday surroundings are not white devils; it's black devils, it's negro devils, all around us. So I go amongst Caucasians today, and I'm amongst them every day. Matter of fact, one listen to this: my mother-in-law, everybody knows she's here with us, and. She's uh, bedridden, basically she's in a wheelchair. She's having progress every day. She's able to move her her uh, left leg
4: and arm now. She's having progress, right? Four Caucasians have come to
5: visit her and pray and spend time with her.
4: Some of our own relatives haven't even called now, you think about
5: that <laughs> today is not like it was in the thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties. It was like clearly Caucasians were just all out just they just didn't look good, and that argument then was very convincing, but today it is not as convincing when you can get treated with respect and dignity and get help from all the the programs that Caucasians have set up and how they run governments and they do all these things and all those things benefit us. So it's not like it makes sense. So here's what happened. People were looking at the nation of Islam. They were jealous. They were like, well, wait a minute. That technique seems to work, calling the white man the devil, and you can get a bunch of people to join you. Hmm, if I do that and I just put a little twist on it and I add my Bible and I and I add my Hebrew and I add my Meduneter and my Egyptology or my Black Panther, my nationalist, Pan-Africanist, White man's the devil, white man's the devil, white man's the devil, all across the board because they looked at something that they saw succeeding and they said, well, I'm going to do that too. So they actually sold out the truth. Now, Nation of Islam, here's what I learned about them. The one who started saying that, white man's the devil, Elijah Muhammad, before he died, he told them, that he wanted them to stop saying that the white man was the devil. He told them to stop saying it. Don't say it anymore. He told them to preach about Satan, the spirit of evil and wickedness. Now, you think about that. Now, all these other people, particularly Hebrews, because they took that from the nation of Islam, they straight jacked the Nation of Islam doctrine. They took the white man's the devil thing, and they just turned it, instead of it being Adam, they made it Edom or Esau. They took the spaceship coming, and they made it this mothership, or was it the mother plane from the Nation of Islam, and they made it UFOs. They just straight jacked Nation of Islam doctrine. And started calling the white man the devil they even start hitting the streets setting up rallies just how the nation of islam used to do it and the same exact thing they copied it and then they they want to talk mess about them those are not the original hebrews that are on those streets they don't teach the original doctrine that hebrew doctrine that was here before they even came into existence they have done a lot of good but my point is The stuff has gone astray. So when we come and talk about government law and commerce, it sounds like idolatry to them. It sounds like something that's impossible to them. That's the condition of the mentality of the quote unquote conscious leaders. We got a problem. I didn't mean to go on this subject this long, um,
4: but I'll only be a few more minutes because I want to say a few more things. When you're approaching this life, you can't ever account for what's going to come your way.
5: There are going to be people that might not like you because of the color of your skin, but they might not know you specifically. They're just judging about what they see your people being that could happen there may be racist cops prejudiced or racist and supremacist judges here and there but for the most part most of these people in America even the ones that look to be racist are not really racist it's just that we don't see We don't see that we lack self-respect and self-dignity because when you have it, then you defend yourself, you stand up on your own two feet, and you handle your own affairs. And everybody that comes to America, they do that while niggas are wallowing around on the bottom of the totem pole whining and complaining instead of organizing and building their own. So we have to maintain our Hebrew principles because they're good and right. But we have to apply it to people that are amongst us that are not Hebrews. You got to let your light shine, let the light of truth and righteousness shine. It's not about how many scriptures you can quote. It's not about whether you're wearing fringes or not. That stuff should be earned. Not about that. Listen, when we started last week, I know everybody didn't participate because I was watching. Watching whether the people were going to continue to post the ads for Brother Kedrick. The good thing is, enough of us did it, and I'm going to tell you I was unable to do it every single day, but I have done it um, about three or four times, maybe four or five times during this last week. And Brother Kendrick did say he did receive um, additional likes to his business page. So we have some type of evidence that us working collectively made some type of movement occur. Now, he hasn't. As of the other day, um, he hasn't generated money yet, but it's just the most important thing is us working collectively. We have some things that are going to change all of our economic condition, but what's really going to make it work is our unity and our ability to work together. So please remember that. This is serious, these are serious times. And if you're not working with the body of people here, you're going to get left behind. And you might get yourself in some critical situations that nobody's going to be able to help you out of because you can't be out here trying to play hero ball, trying to be the one that's going to bring back everything. Then later for that, play a role in the nation, contribute all that you can. I'm not talking about economically. I mean, you should contribute what we require, which is dues. You're supposed to contribute that. But I'm talking about with actual attentiveness and production. Because it shouldn't take three months for us to do Facebook, Twitter, and Google. You should not take that. It should have took three hours. It should it should only take three hours. But then you look in the scriptures, what should have took four days took forty years. And now you're looking at why it happened. Because we procrastinate, we allow things to get in front of what we're trying to accomplish that really could be set aside and done at another time.
4: I hope you all hear me. Yes,
9: sir.
4: So,
5: it's love. And I was very, very frustrated last semester. Like I'm saying, come on. Facebook and Twitter, I wouldn't give a damn if they closed 80 accounts. If I tried to open 80 of them and they closed all 80 of them down, I'm going to do 81 and that 81 is going to open up and it's going to be done in a week's time because that's how serious I take what we're doing collectively. We're building a network. We want to be able to reach out to many of our people in a short amount of time and get messages to them, get businesses and products to them. So not only do you help yourself, you help your people.
4: And I'm telling you what I'm looking at, all these people They keep preaching that idolatry
5: are in for a wake-up call. Nature just wiped out Puerto Rico, attacked Mexico, attacked specific areas like, unfortunately, Houston. But guess what? All our people were safe in in the Houston area. Florida. Florida. Everybody was accounted for, except for one, uh, Sister Charlotte. We don't know yet. But my point is, it's intelligence going on. We've been protected, but don't expect that to be forever.
4: If we don't do right. Anyway. um,
5: Brother Shane, can you please give me a call tomorrow afternoon? I need to speak with you. Are you there?
6: Yes, brother. I can do that.
5: Brother Gavin, I miss speaking with you today, so we gotta try for tomorrow. And um everybody else, let this sink in and let's keep on keep on this focus. Keep doing your stop the madness. Keep doing let's do some more time pushing brother Kendrick's. And make sure you have your stuff in order. Because I'm sure there's people on here that still don't have all the stuff in order. I'm so sure that. We're asking three basic things. And it's very important, don't be the weak link in the chain. Thank you all for being here. We can adjourn for the day. Shalom. Shalom.
4: Shalom. 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 Shalom.